so critically acclaimed. What's up, everyone? It's Laura, and I'm back with Cobra Kai Part 2 for the Not So Critically Acclaimed podcast. So even though I said it in Part 1, I will say it again in case you didn't listen. This show did such a great job creating multi-layered characters that have both good and bad moments, so there never really is a true hero and a true villain. I mean, we can speak to this specifically when just looking at Johnny and Daniel, for example. Obviously, in the original movie, Daniel was the hero and Johnny was the villain. But in this case, since it focuses on Johnny as the main character, in theory, he should be the hero and Daniel should be the villain. And I think there are moments when people you know, don't like Daniel because he's getting in the way of what Johnny is trying to accomplish and what he's trying to accomplish is good. So that makes it confusing because we usually always rooted for Daniel. I definitely found myself rooting for both of them because at any moment where I was maybe frustrated with Daniel, um, they would bring out again like his quote-unquote humanity and connection to Mr. Miyagi and then I was like sad and all like we miss Mr. Miyagi and this special connection. So I was like how could I not root for Daniel or they would show like a flashback or something you know. Um, And I think the best scene that they had for this was when Johnny is sitting with Miguel and he tells him like his version of the whole like Karate Kid movie and how he dated Allie and then this kid came in town and all this stuff and like Miguel's then really understanding like man Daniel this guy sucks Um, and we'll get more into that a little bit later because it connects to something else. But they, of course, showed this layeredness, I guess, of the characters again with the kids. For starters, Miguel was the typical nerd kid, new generation Daniel LaRusso. But by the end of the first season, when he's competing at the All-Valley Tournament, we can see how he's changing a little bit. And even his mom said something about how he doesn't, she doesn't like the look on his face. And... Um, You know, they really nipped that in the bud, though, at the beginning of season two with Johnny reminding Miguel of what's important. Um, And even though, like, you know, Johnny got a little confused himself when Kreese came back into the picture. Um, And again, showing that it's a very blurred line between being the good guy and being the bad guy a lot of the times. Um, And they did it again with probably my favorite part of the show, and that was with Eli. I feel like his was the best representation because he had the most development and was just up and down the whole, like, all three seasons. Obviously, he started out as a quote-unquote loser and joined Cobra Kai to hopefully shed that image, which he did when he became Hawk. And this is kind of funny because if you listen to part one, then you know my dad watched Cobra Kai before I did, and I caught glimpses of the show here and there. Um, I did know a spoiler that there was this major fight at the end of season two and Miguel ends up in the hospital. But my point is that when Eli came back as Hawk with the mohawk and everything, I then recognized him, I guess, from when I got those glimpses of the show when my dad was watching it. And it was one of those moments where you don't realize you've seen this until you see it and you recognize that you're like, oh, yeah, now that I think of like now that I'm seeing him with the mohawk, I'm like, I've seen this kid before. Um, but back to Hawk. I remember thinking it was a little unrealistic how after just that one encounter with Johnny calling him Lip and telling him to change his image, that he was able to go out and do that. I mean, get a tattoo, change your hair, and just your whole attitude. It just seems like it's it's not that easy to do it. 
Um, like you have to shed a part, like who you are and, or suppress it, I, I guess. And he's like 15, 16, like that's like who you've always been. And then, of course, over the show, you see him become a different person and more of the bully, especially with Dimitri. And that was the hardest thing to watch, the most painful, gut-wrenching, seeing their friendship fall apart and how many times Dimitri tried to bring Eli back but couldn't, like, you know, it's me, you would really hurt me, like, broke my heart watching. And it really wasn't until season three where we finally got to see Hawk realize who he had become. And it was just so well done seeing him first be the loser of Eli, get the confidence to become stronger, but then become too different and forget what's really important. And now circle back, like, again, proving that the whole thing where no one is ever truly the hero or truly the villain. And I think season three was the best for him. Because that's when Kreese was recruiting more Cobra Kai members, including the kids who beat Eli up at the very beginning of the show. And Hawk started to realize the reason he joined Cobra Kai in the first place was obviously to defend himself against people like that. And then here he was fighting with those people now against other people like the people who were his friends like Dimitri when he broke Dimitri's arm. Oh my god. Um, And so then finally having that realization during the big fight at the end of season three. I will say it was a tad anticlimactic. I mean, I was waiting the whole time for Eli to and Hawk, whatever you want to call him, to have this change and for him and Dimitri to fix their friendship. And the fact that it was just kind of like so quick during the fight. I mean, you saw him have that pause and you hear the things in his head and he realizes and then he attacks the guys who are attacking Dimitri and just apologizes. I know some people thought that Dimitri was like too quick to accept his apology, but maybe we'll get to see a little bit more of them working on it in season four. But I will say, absolutely love their friendship. And I feel like this is the first time that I've ever shipped a friendship more than like an actual relationship in the show. Like people have asked me who my favorite ships are in this show. And I feel like I don't really have one. The main thing that I was like always excited about seeing finally getting resolved was Dimitri and Eli's friendship. And I mean, I'm not going to deny having watched the Binary Brothers edit video on YouTube because it is really cute. And there are 2.6 million other people who have been watching it. Um, it's really just wholesome content. Okay. So yeah. And then the, so moving on from Hawk, the final spot where we see the concept of layer layered characters who aren't always good and aren't always bad is with crease. So I'm of course talking about the flashback scenes of him when he was like 18 and we see how he's a sweet and respectful person who had to deal with losing his mom to suicide absolute trash people who were attacking him and you know making fun of that and then going to war and learning that his girlfriend died while he was you know in that fight I felt for him so much and also side note big fan of Barrett Carnahan who played young John um John Kreese but that was his origin story you know he was a good person and because of these circumstances he changed now I spoke to my dad about this and he thought it was pretty obvious how Kreese became who he was, you know, blaming it all on the military. And he didn't think they needed to show it, but I I really appreciated it, especially how we learned the origin of Cobra Kai. I figured it out as soon as one of the guys asked how deep the hole was, and the guy responded saying, that's not the worst part. And at that point, I was like, there are for sure snakes there. And 
from a storytelling perspective, it was just genius, you know, um, Chris pushed that guy into it, you know, and that was where he was basically saying goodbye to the old him and going to return a new person and start Cobra Kai and this whole new concept, you know, um, and then we slightly see some of this good in Kreese still in like present day when he's protecting Tori from that creepy landlord guy. Um, I feel like Tori is the next character who's going to get that redemption arc like Hawk. I personally am not a fan of her at this point because she's been responsible for, you know, Miguel going to the hospital and just all of this. I don't like her. Um, but overall, I will say at least at this point in the show, Kreese is the true villain to me. And despite, you know, having that origin, he was good and then it went away. I don't think they're going to, like, you know, change it because there has to be a villain. They can't not have a villain for the way the show's been set up, you know. But moving on, another interesting thing, of course, about the way the story in Cobra Kai is portrayed compared to the original movie is that Johnny and Daniel traded places a bit in teaching at first because Johnny was teaching Miguel, who is the quintessential loser, while Daniel was teaching Robbie, who is the quintessential bully, I guess. He wasn't a true bully, but he was just portrayed as the bad boy because, you know, he was cutting class, he stole all this stuff. Um, So I thought that was really interesting because they were playing the opposite. They were having to teach the opposites of themselves and it's just really poetic and then speaking of that I thought it was really fun twist to have Johnny have a kid like before I watched I knew Tanner Buchanan was in the show and we didn't see him at the school in the beginning so I was like how does he connect and then he turned out to be Johnny's son I was like whoa that's I didn't expect that especially just because based on Johnny's character like he's this low-life guy who has been just like partying his life away and didn't really have anything to be responsible for. So it's kind of like, he has a kid, really? Um, and But speaking of that, that was really interesting because it brought out the humanity in Johnny, especially in the All-Valley tournament when we Miguel was fighting against Robbie. Um, like, seeing how Johnny was reacting to that and getting nervous when Robbie was getting hurt and all this stuff, like, all of that. And we continue to see that play out where Johnny is now in this tough situation where he is the father figure to these two boys who have become rivals. But personally, I like Miguel a lot more. Um, and I think most people do. Um, and then with the revival, or oh, not the revival, the rivalry between them, like let's just get to the, de- the teen drama stuff. So I definitely ship Sam and Miguel more than Sam and Robbie because I like Miguel's character more. Plus their first date was literally so, so cute. I will say, though, it was a little weird how they made it seem like they had such a big breakup and it was this big relationship. They can't stop thinking about each other when they hadn't been dating for that long. At least they didn't portray it like it was that long. Also, when Robbie lied about Miguel dropping off Mr. Miyagi's medal, like, wrong move, bro. You never lie because you will always get caught. And it's just, it's not how you get the girl. You want to get the girl, be honest. Like, seriously? Um, side note though, I don't hate Sam as much as I feel like other people do. I feel like I've seen some comments where people are like, oh, never have I liked a character, disliked a character more, or they made like a montage of characters for like children of the main characters or children of the heroes or people we loved from the original movies that we hate now. And like Sam, cause she was the daughter of Daniel LaRusso, like just hate, I was like, I don't really get that. I don't know. 
other characters, Hawk and Moon's little short-lived relationship. It'll be interesting to see if that ever comes back. As for Dimitri and Yasmin, they have the potential to be something cute because they, you know, they have the same trope as Seth and Summer, Styles and Lydia. Like, if they give us a little bit more, I could see myself really liking that ship. Um, other teen stuff, like I already said, I don't like Tori at all. And I'm not really mad that Aisha left. I feel like I just didn't care for her character or like didn't care either way. Um, and so I think that's it. And then speaking of the movies and connections, like the final thing I'll say about that is they really did a fantastic job finding ways to integrate not only the themes, but the specific details from the movies, as well as just like, you know, the same learning techniques in the dojos with Wax On, Wax Off, the bonsai trees, the whole Japan storyline, the All Valley, of course, Allie coming back for that episode, revisiting where Daniel um, lived, Mr. Miyagi's cars, and even the smallest detail of when the big fight happened in the last episode of season three, Tori is kind of leading the pack, and she's wearing a jacket with the white skeleton bones, just like Johnny's Halloween costume, which, yes, I know Miguel like wore the same costume in season one but I just thought it was another like really poetic cool detail that they added again to like just bring it back and you know keep it connected so standout episodes I liked um the capture the flag type episode where Cobra Kai was in the forest that was a fun little stunt the whole big school fight at the end of season two I knew from one of my followers that season two was her favorite, so I assumed it was most people's favorite. And when I started it, I really wasn't loving it. And it wasn't until I got to like the midway point where it started to pick up. Um, And the same thing happened for season three. I feel like season one, I watched the first episode and I really like liked the idea of it. And then I gave it a few days. I didn't watch again. And then I started watching. I watched episode two and I was like, okay, I'm hooked. And then I kept watching and I really loved season one. But then season two, like it was changing because, you know, all of season one was like leading up to the All Valley. And season two, Crease was introduced. So it's kind of like trying to figure out, okay, what is the point of the plot for this point? And then same thing for season three. Um, So it'll be interesting to see if season four is the same where I'm not as much into it in the beginning and then it picks up a little bit. Um... But with that being said, I'm really glad that I started to watch once season three had already come out because I feel like had I had to wait for season three, that would have sucked because I would have had to wait to see if Miguel was okay. I would have had to wait to see Hawk and Dimitri's friendship be reunited. Um, So that would have been frustrating. I absolutely loved the Christmassy holiday episode when Allie came to town. I already said I liked it, but... It was cute because when I saw them together, I kind of really shipped them, but we know that he's got to be with Carmen, you know. Um, But did anyone else think that Allie was going to be Miguel's doctor? Because they said they flew someone in and we knew she was a doctor. And when she turned around, like, I for sure thought it was Allie, but it wasn't. Um, Okay. Also, any moments where Johnny says something like how he did it in the past, like in the 80s, and then the students are like, yeah, you can't do that. You can't say that. Or they introduce a new concept. Like, um, for example, I think Miguel said something about being that's too gendered. And uh, Johnny's like, what? Because he doesn't understand, like, you know, society and these new culturally, you know, being PC stuff. Um, 
it also made, I, I mean, in the sense, it doesn't make sense to me because I'm like, how has he been living? Like, yeah, the movies took place in the 80s and he said he partied through his 20s and 30s, but still, like, you have to be cognizant of the world around you and, like, he doesn't even know about technology and any of that stuff. I just feel like it didn't really make sense to me. I really liked the episode when Daniel and Johnny had that forced double date. Um, I will say I didn't like Amanda at the beginning because I thought she was a bit cold and too like business focused, but she definitely grew on me. Um, and then small note about the LaRusso family. I feel like Anthony needs to have more of a storyline because it's like, what's the point of having his character if he's just like a flat character? You know, he's not really relevant in anything. So it'll be interesting to see if they kind of extend it and maybe he'll join the dojo as well. Um, and then the last episode that I really liked was when Johnny and Daniel were revisiting places from their past and they end up drinking together at a bar. Um, and they realize how much more they have in common they, than they thought. And, you know, Daniel didn't know that, uh, Johnny had such a horrible life, even though like you seemed he was, you thought he was rich, but he was really like kind of a, a shy nerd. And you could see he had this special relationship with his mom, but then she died and, that guy was, um, I don't remember his name, Stewart, was it? I don't know. I could be lying. I'm probably lying. Um, but the old guy who's been giving him money, like was his stepfather. So that was really cool way that they portrayed that as well. And I feel like it's all just setting it up for the potential for, uh, Johnny and Daniel to be friends, or at least, you know, people with a common enemy as we're seeing heading into season four. So, Last little bit are some fun facts about Cobra Kai. So How I Met Your Mother kind of predicted the plot of Cobra Kai. If you haven't seen How I Met Your Mother, this isn't a spoiler or anything. It's just um, a running joke. So Neil Patrick Harris's character, Barney, in How I Met Your Mother is a huge fan of the Karate Kid movie, but he hates Ralph Macchio and Daniel LaRusso. His whole thing is that he views Johnny Lawrence as the true Karate Kid and hero of the film who gets beat by this kid from New Jersey who uses an illegal move. And so Barney gives this whole speech about Johnny being the hero and Cobra Kai and everything. And um, William Zabka even, like, is in the show as himself Ralph Macchio is in the show as himself um like William Zabka has a recurring role in season nine of the show um and it's really funny and so this is of course then kind of what played out in Cobra Kai um so it's just funny to see like was this the source of the idea to have Cobra Kai follow Johnny and turn his character around you know it's kind of cool Then Ralph Macchio actually owns the yellow car that Mr. Miyagi gifted Daniel in the movie. So the movie studio gave the car to Ralph Macchio after the third movie. And when they decided to do the show, he said he wanted to incorporate it. um, So they like cleaned it up a bit. Uh, then Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith are producers on Cobra Kai, which totally makes sense since Jaden Smith starred in the remake of um, The Karate Kid from the 2000s. So I guess they were really big fans of the original movies. It'll be interesting to see if they integrate that at all into the show. Um, then it takes about two hours for Hawk to undergo his whole like hair and makeup routine between the mohawk and the back tattoo. Um, so that's kind of crazy. And then the actors had to do intense training of like two to four hours every day doing martial arts, boxing, yoga, strength training, and working with professional stunts. 
Um, and fun fact, Tanner Buchanan, who plays Robbie, is the most experienced of all the actors since he actually has a purple belt in Taekwondo, which makes sense because his mom was a black belt um, in karate and she was because she was a big fan of the movie. So she got into it and then had her son get into it. Now, the last thing I will say are any season four predictions. I honestly have no predictions. I'm guessing maybe uniting the two dojos, like the former Cobra Kai, I guess, what is it? The Eagles, whatever. I don't remember what it was. Uh, And the Miyagi-Do, it might be a little bit more difficult than it seems at first, especially Miguel and Robbie. I think Cobra Kai will become worse with Kreese and the only character left to come over to the good side is Tori. Um, and that just honestly made me think about Cobra Kai. Like, the name of the show is Cobra Kai, and now Cobra Kai's are, like, the villains. So it's a really interesting, again, dynamic of the whole layered character. So, like, the name of the show is layered, and the actual dojo is layered in that it carries different meanings to different peoples, and it's constantly changing. And I just think it's so tasteful in how they did that. And then the last thing is, you know, will Hillary Swank make an appearance um, in the show? Because she, of course, was the lead in the movie The Next Karate Kid, which I didn't see. Um, I didn't even know about it until I was like looking up if I have to watch the Karate Kid movies for the show. Because I think I had watched the first one and maybe the second one and I was putting off watching the third one. And I like wanted to know, do I really need to watch it? And then I learned that there was actually a fourth movie. But I just watched the three movies and decided, meh, I don't, I'm not going to watch it. I think I'll be able to survive and understand. So, yeah. Well, guys, that's all of my thoughts on Cobra Kai. I hope you enjoyed what I had to say. It was a lot of fun to kind of dissect it, especially the multi-layered characters concept. Because um, I think they did, again, I'm a broken record. They did such a great job with that. Otherwise, be sure to follow me at Not So Critically Acclaimed, both on Instagram and TikTok if you're not already doing so. Um, I post there regularly, fun content about movies and TV shows. Uh, there's also a link in my bio um, in both of Instagram and TikTok where you can send in suggestions for the Not So Critically Acclaimed platform. It can be video ideas for TikTok or Instagram. It can be shows or movies you want to hear about on the podcast, really anything. And then the other link I will direct you to in my bio is, um, or in the link in my bio is the little box that says download Binge. Binge is a really fun app that I use to um, give recommendations, get recommendations, and just talk about my favorite shows and movies. And the way it works is that there is a home feed where you can read through people's posts um, and their like recommendations for shows, ratings for shows or movies, and just giving their opinions of what they thought. And so you can comment on other ones, you can obviously post your own things. Um, you can follow people there. Um, so you can follow me at Not So Critically Acclaimed. I post pretty regularly my like general simple thoughts. Uh, um, and the only other thing about Benji that I want to tell you guys about is a really fun element, and that is the collections. You can basically create like Pinterest boards for movies and shows. So it's like. Um, creating massive lists so I have so many of them I have shit things like uh the most underrated shows I've watched the most overrated shows I've watched I have a general like movies I want to watch tv shows I want to watch um 
I have, uh, you know, shows I kind of hate, but I'm still watching. I have my favorite rom-coms, my favorite sitcoms, like all sorts of fun lists like that. So be sure to check out that link in my bio. Um, And otherwise, thanks for listening. And I'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Not So Critically Acclaimed. Bye.